Well, thankfully, we've made it to Friday. This is Minnesota Today from NPR News. It is Friday, January the 6th. I'm Kathy Warzer. The morning might be another slick and slippery affair. There's freezing fog that's formed across a wide swath of the state. Surfaces might be icy, including sidewalks and streets. Freezing fog could form tonight and tomorrow morning, too. It can be pretty, but pretty slippery, too. The rest of the forecast in a few. There's another hearing next week on a bill that would codify the right to an abortion and other reproductive health care services in Minnesota law. The bill had its first committee test yesterday in the Minnesota House, passing on an 11 to 8 vote. A 1995 Minnesota Supreme Court ruling guarantees the right to an abortion, but DFL lawmakers say the right should be enshrined in law as well. Republicans on the committee said there should be some restrictions on abortion, and some opponents testified that abortion should be banned outright. Minnesota's big surplus could kickstart a state-backed paid family leave benefit. Brian Baxt explains. Startup costs run into the hundreds of millions of dollars. House and Senate DFL leaders say they will defray expenses with a slice of Minnesota's $17.6 billion projected surplus, so it doesn't fall entirely on employer and employee contributions. The odds of a paid leave law improved when the DFL won full legislative control. Representative Ruth Richardson of Mendota Heights says it would allow new parents bonding time without financial sacrifice and a safety net when a family member is seriously ill. And we need to ensure that access to leave is not about being lucky enough to have an employer that recognizes your humanity, but about having a state that recognizes the need for people to be able to care for themselves and for their loved ones. Prior efforts encountered resistance from business groups and Republicans who argue for an incentive-driven approach over an across-the-board requirement. I'm Brian Baxt at the Capitol. At this point, there doesn't appear to be a spike in severe flu cases in Minnesota after the holidays. That's according to a state report. Flu hospitalizations during the last week, December 25th through the 31st, remained level from the previous week with 168 new cases. There have been 107 influenza-related deaths so far this season. Meanwhile, hospitalizations because of RSV in the Twin Cities metro area also remained relatively flat. The number of inpatient cases involving COVID-19 have also dropped a bit, but sewage sampling last week at the Metropolitan Wastewater Treatment Plant in St. Paul found increases in two concerning COVID variants. The state health department is trying to find the source of contamination in a Duluth apartment building for seniors. This led to two cases of Legionnaire's disease. According to the Duluth News Tribune, two cases were diagnosed at the Woodland Garden Apartments in October and December, which has prompted the health department to issue a health advisory for the building. Legionnaire's disease is a severe form of pneumonia caused by a bacterial infection. The bacteria can be found in air conditioning system cooling towers, hot water heaters, fountains, pools, or hot tubs. Residents are being urged to get tested. The Minnesota Public Utilities Commission voted unanimously 5-0 to formally accept route permit applications for the state's first carbon capture pipeline. Hannah Yang reports the PUC also ordered an environmental review. Summit Carbon Solutions filed for a permit in September for a local carbon dioxide pipeline stretching 28 miles from Green Plains Ethanol Plant near Fergus Falls to Bergen Ridge and into North Dakota. It's part of a $4.5 billion project collecting carbon dioxide emissions from ethanol plants in Minnesota and neighboring states and storing the greenhouse gas deep underground in North Dakota. 
The commission accepting the application as complete starts the permitting process and allows more chances for public comment. The PUC ordered the preparation of an environmental impact statement, which is the state's most comprehensive form of environmental review. I'm Hannah Yang, New Ulm. In sports, Gopher women's basketball team lost to Ohio State last night, 83-71. The Gopher men's basketball team hosts Nebraska tomorrow morning. Timberwolves host the L.A. Clippers tonight in Minneapolis. The Wolves are looking to extend a winning streak to three games. Here's that promised weather forecast for the day. Areas of freezing fog, then mostly sunny skies. Highs will be 13 to 21 degrees. More freezing fog tonight with lows of 3 below to 3 above zero. Guess what? Freezing fog tomorrow morning too and then sunshine in the afternoon tomorrow. Highs will be 15 to 21 degrees. If you're looking for more news right now, you can always stream us by going to nprnews.org. Download our news app. Tell your smart speakers to play NPR News. Or if you have a radio, you can turn that on and listen to. Hope you have a good weekend. I'm Kathy Wurzer.